friends at Tivoli Brewing Company and the Department of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at MSU Denver, this is Unfiltered. And here are your hosts, Jay Schrader and Dr. Samuel Jay. Alright, see, you're the man. You're watching that stuff. Uh, gentlemen, uh, first and foremost, cheers. 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 How we doing? How we doing? Let's go around the block here, right, and kind of introduce who you are to our listeners. Um, we'll start with Lenny, then go Jay, then go to Owen. Yeah, man. Well, my name is Lenny Eckstein. I'm with Deer Hammer Distillery. We're way out in Buena Vista, Colorado, where things don't really feel all that different. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, though, you are uh, you are you are quarantined, or not quarantined, but you're sheltering in place down there sheltering at our barrel rack house okay how's that going we're, we're, yeah it's it's going quite nice it's there's, uh, there's there's worse places to be stuck i was gonna say yeah for sure uh jay johnson can you introduce yourself oh hold on damn it there we go uh jay johnson one of the owners at bear creek distillery here in denver colorado and how are you doing pal i'm good man no complaints how's it uh, a lot been uh these virtual happy hours are killing me. I'm going to be dead before this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh my God. I know it's crazy. Um, somebody pointed out yesterday we were talking, I can't remember who it was. It's 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 they're easier to drink more. Cause you don't have to worry about driving. You're just doing it at home anyway. So well, for sure. Like last night we went from howling at the moon on the back patio to it, like being two in the morning like that. And I was like, <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> uh, uh, I know that you're home with kids. Lenny, do you have kids? Yeah, my kids, uh, you know, sitting about 10 feet from me. And like any good parent, I've got them in front of an iPad watching cartoons at the moment. That's, that's uh, yeah, I was going to ask everybody, how's that going? How's the, uh, the homeschooling going? Horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, good. it's good. No, it's a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> Brutal. I think it's getting better. You know, I think we're all getting kind of used to it. But it's, uh, it's a challenge teaching like two subjects to two different kids. You know, it's, it's no like hands off time. Right. So what are you doing? You guys, are you, do you have like a set schedule that you're trying to, to do the parenting or the teaching or, or is it just kind of uh, when they need an iPad, you give them an iPad. Cause we don't, I mean, we're kind of Catherine, my wife is, is doing everything. I'm just down in the basement actually trying to work. So um, I can't, I don't know. I, oh, and I know for you, you in particular, you're fucking, you're doing all of it, right? Because your wife's a healthcare worker, right? Or doing a shitload of stuff with healthcare. Yeah, she's in the healthcare industry and she does, you know, even before all this at home healthcare stuff for people with uh, cardiovascular issues. So her company has been busier than ever. So I've been, um, you know, at home as much as possible with the kids trying to figure that out, doing that kind of mostly during the day and then working in the afternoons and evenings, you know, trying to, trying to hustle yeah. and get things done when we can, but that's kind of the schedule, but you know, you kind of have a framework and uh, kind of go from there. Jay, what about you? Are you, how, how old are your kids? So my kids are a little bit older, uh, 2018, 14, three okay. girls. Nice. And Cheers. my 20 year old, I have, if she came for me to help, I couldn't help her anyway. Um, <laughs> and I'm just to the point, like what's parenting, right? We're all living in the same house together. No one's dead, you know? Um, so I think we're winning in general. Um, my 14 year old just turned 14 the other night and asked if she could have a mimosa with dinner. And I almost let her. So yeah. that makes me a bad parent. Then I'll, I can't. 
because I'm a bad parent, but no, more of the European model over here at the Johnson house. No, I think uh, my, this is terrible. My seven-year-old got halfway through a hard kombucha on Saturday before we realized it was a hard kombucha. So that was, <laughs> nice. yeah. she slept really well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great, but um, no particular order here. I guess, Owen, why don't you introduce yourself for those who don't know you, and then we'll kind of ask some questions and, and have some drinks and see how things are going. Sure, Owen Locke here, uh, one of the co-founders of Locke & Co. Distilling. So, gents, um, obviously, uh, I think craft beer in Colorado is getting most of the front page news. Uh, I'm, who, you know, you can you can make comments about that if you want, what have you. But um, I know, uh, you know, the craft spirit scene in Colorado is is just as good uh, in terms of uh, it's uh, the product made. So, what are you all seeing individually, and what are you all sharing with each other in terms of market, in terms of outlook, in terms of what you've experienced over the last month? And no, no particular order. Just jump in. Yeah, I mean, so for us, we we didn't have we didn't have a, a tasting room set up yet. Um, you know, still new to the game, so. Um, for us, you know, we didn't, we didn't have some of those challenges. And I think that was um, just something different that we didn't have to deal with. So, you know, talking with the beer guys, the other distilleries out there, I know that was heartbreaking to deal with. So, you know, fortunately for us, we didn't have to deal with that. So um, it's more in how do we support the communities? How do we stay relevant out there and, you know, try to push, you know, all that cocktail business, all the restaurant business that, you, that we've lost is how do you try to maintain that and support those people? um and try to maintain all those contacts when everybody's kind of dispersed like this it's, it's pretty difficult how about you guys yeah go, go for it jay well you know our um a big part of our model is our tasting room i mean we push that cocktail experience very hard so um when that came through that we were shut down you know that was uh it was a pretty mighty blow but with that being said um our sales teams out there keeping off-prem primed and, and running. Um, but to sort of echo what Owen was saying, you know, a lot of these people, <laughs> this the, that part of our industry in general, um, tracking people down uh, in the on-prem world is sometimes hard. And you work really, really hard to develop these relationships and then inevitably – this, the bar manager who's in charge of the cocktail program moves to another restaurant and then you try to track him down over there and then he's moved to another restaurant. So I think as a whole, this is just sort of a, a wrinkle for us because we all have to do that. And it's just, uh, it's another hurdle. Um, if, if life gets back to normal, I think you're going to see uh, the bar and restaurant scene come out like gangbusters, like we've never seen it before because people want to get out and have that experience. So looking forward to that. Uh, I'll let Lenny answer this next one, but I want to know before I forget, do you, do y'all think that the, the, the kind of spirits business is a little bit more, um, equipped to kind of ride this out than the craft beer business, just the nature of the product. Lenny, I'll let yeah. you go. Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, I, I, well, I think the nature of whiskey in general, uh, you know, with beer, it's it's a quick turnaround. That's something that I think us as distillers and whiskey makers, we're typically envious of. But in this sort of situation where um, there's a shelf life on most beers, uh, you know, it's not an ideal situation. But the longer we wait, the better our stuff gets anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so that's nice. 
And, uh, you know, with regards to everything that's going on as far as it affects us, you know, it's, uh, we just brought in a new still and as it happens to be, um, the install was nowhere near as smooth as I thought. So our taste room being shut down is ideal because there's like, um, copper and wires and tools and nonsense everywhere. And it's taking a long time. So it's cool. kind of good. And the summer's our busy season anyway. So we're kind of weathering it all right. Awesome. Uh, Rick Talley, welcome to the show, buddy. Good to see you. How you doing? You good? Uh, doing good, you know, hanging, uh, hanging tough like everyone, doing what we can to, to make it through. And um, yeah, you know, I, I normally work from home anyway, so it's not that much different. And my wife and I were joking that our, uh, our lifestyle, we don't go out a whole lot. So like the stay in place isn't terribly different. So okay. We're doing pretty good. You know, we don't have kids. We don't have that struggle. Um, but, you know, as the other guys were talking about struggling with the sales on the business side, but as far as, you know, being home and on the personal side, we're, we're doing pretty good. I'm assuming you miss hockey quite a bit, though. You know, I, I was doing the math. I think last night would have been game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs with the Avalanche. So that's, uh, <sighs> oh. yeah, that's God, uh, I miss sad. hockey. Yeah, yeah cool. it's rough. What are you knowing that you're out there kind of, uh, you know, pounding the pavement a lot, even now, Rick, uh, what are you hearing from liquor stores in terms of how are sales, uh, across the board? Are they up? Are they down? Are people in? How are deliveries? How are to go orders? What, what are you hearing from those partners out there? Yeah, definitely. So uh, a lot of liquor stores, you know, the last couple of weeks they were up because of kind of the, the hoarding and the, the stockpiling and it was yeah. more, of the lower end stuff. So not as much of the products that, you know, some of the craft distillers are uh, like us are making, um, us all are making, but now they're, I mean, they're down, but they're still, um, they're still having sales, but it's not as much of the premium stuff um, as it has been just because, you know, people stockpiled a couple of weeks ago, the cheaper stuff and now we're coming out and, you know, slowly buying, but um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely down. Uh, they didn't give me a percentage wise, but uh, luckily liquor stores are deemed essential businesses. So <laughs> we, we all can still make sales, which is great for all of us as small distillers, right? Jay, what do you see? Knowing that you have a, a few products uh, on the shelf, I know Lenny does too, but are you the same kind of thing in terms of numbers? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah we're sure. Okay. So we have, you know, we have the 10 spirits in our lineup and we've definitely seen an up, uptick in our vodka and our rum. So those are the, our yeah. most affordable end of the spectrum. Uh, so those are moving really well, but from what my guys are telling me at Argonaut, for instance, you know, they do a great job of, of putting, um, a lot of the Colorado stuff right up front by the front door and that's still full. And then you walk and turn around the corner and it's handles of Tito's it's, uh, it's bullet, it's stuff that's walking out the door that way, you know, and we'll see how long this goes you know um but i know everyone's very budget conscious and we are here at my house as well um but sort of to echo what lenny said our whiskey's only getting better right now and um so you know we've got we've made some big moves this year we got a new rack house which is always sort of the progression for people like us and um we were getting pretty close to getting through the city on that and unfortunately we obviously have that setback, but I expect us to come out bigger, badder than ever. Yeah. Makes sense. Lenny, what have you had to do with your employees knowing that you have a tasting room? Have you obviously laid them off? Are you trying to get them hours? What do you, what yeah. Is it? Well, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, maybe 
risk of being too optimistic in a kind of a not circumstance. Time for us. Our you know our real busy season the taste room kicks in uh, around like May June, and right now you know we have a full a few full time bartenders, but we've got plenty of work to put them you know to like painting and getting stuff ready for the spring. And a few of our bartenders double as production help, so we just have them in there mashing or bottling. It's working out pretty well. If this had hit in June, I'd be flipping tables, but uh, it's what it is, and I'm hoping it subsides soon. We're doing we're doing all right. What about you, Jay? I mean, I know you guys got a lot of folks on staff too. What have you had to do? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, um, a lot of our part-time help, uh, what they did was take care of the tasting room. So no tasting room, unfortunately. Uh, but they've all had invitations to come back when this comes through, um, and a lot of them will. Uh, but, you know, it's difficult. We haven't ever had a lot of turnover, so we are like family. So that's been difficult not seeing a lot of the same people throughout this, but, uh, we've managed to keep the sales guys and then Jeff and, and, um, Dylan and Jake have been able to maintain the production in the back. So they're still distilling rum and, and whiskey and putting in barrels and bottles and labels. And so those guys, it's pretty much business as usual for them back there. Okay. Uh, uh, Owen, you and I have talked a little bit about this, but obviously everybody, you know, you folks in your industry are at a little bit of a disadvantage, or at least you're kind of a, a, a different commodity uh, versus craft beer and how craft beer has been treated over the last three weeks by the state of Colorado. What are you guys trying to do in order to, to keep sales up, not just in liquor stores? Are you doing the, the kind of pre-mixed cocktail stuff with some partners? I know that you're selling uh, some bottles through a, a partner or two out there that usually does wine. What else are you kind of trying to figure out? Yeah, I think that's, you know, kind of the key is everybody's got to get creative right here and see, you know, work with, you know, the previous on-premise account to see if they can sell bottles. Um, try to work through avenues like that. I think that's, you know, that's going to be key. And I think Jay's spot on whenever, whenever it gets lifted to be with those on-premise accounts, I think things are going to be really kind of taken off. People want to, will be wanting to get out and get that experience. And I think that's kind of what, um, you know, similarities we all have is kind of that contact, that connection, you know, being at the liquor store, being at the tasting room, being at the restaurant, sharing that story, that experience is how do you keep that story going and that connection? Um, and I think once that opens back up, we'll get a lot more of that, but just to keep it with those accounts, right? So those account managers, those buyers connecting with them as much as possible to try to take care of them to, as the industry, you know, and then doing fun things on the sides, like cocktails on social media and, and bringing some levity where you can just to kind of keep the community in touch and kind of uplifted, but kind of from top to bottom, letting everybody know that you're still there and thinking about them, I think is the, the main goal. Jay, what are you guys doing in terms of, of that? The, uh, you know, the continual kind of awareness, the brand awareness and such. I know that you're kind of on top of that for, for uh, BCD. So what are you, what are you trying to do? Well, we, um, we launched our YouTube, we launched a YouTube channel, sort of a DIY cocktail um, making program. So Megan, who runs the tasting room for us, is super great at, at doing demos for cocktails. So we thought it would be a great idea to go ahead and um, capitalize on that by making, you know, videos to put on YouTube. Um, you know, super, super heavy duty on the social media, um, you know, 
we're getting our two posts in the morning, two in the afternoon, two at night. Um, so we're staying pretty active there. You know, my team of sales guys, they're out as much as they can. They're getting a bit of blowback from some of the bigger box stores aren't, they don't want to see you. They'll email you if they need, need something, but I'm worried. My concern is I know you guys over at uh, Lock and Co. And of course, Lenny, cause I see him out there. These summertime events are, if we're going to even be able to have them, they're not going to let us sample. So um, sort of to echo what Owen said, really getting yourself out there and building these connections with your customer base is absolutely huge. You know, it's, it's way to do it with minimal cost. Um, and it's really, you know, you're able to sell yourself even more than your product. And without us being without, without us doing that, that's, I feel like that's going to hurt a little bit, especially Colorado super focused on, you know, the outdoor festival, beer fest, lots. I mean, we've had, I don't know, guys, I probably have already had six events cancel wow. that we had on the, had on the calendar already. So that's going to hurt. So when you say that you won't be able to sample, what do you mean? Like, why won't you be, why would there so be a festival? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we do end up having any sort of festival where we can sell bottles or a farmer's market or something like that, um, from all the guidelines that I've seen come through, we won't be able to actually let them sample the spirit. Wow. Uh, as far as, you know, just, um, keeping flattening the curve or, or whatever it is. Um, so like stills in the hills has already been canceled the farmer two farmers markets we were going to do canceled 303 cocktails grilled cheese fest um haven't heard anything about whiskey and donuts yet but if you can't taste and you can't sell i mean these festivals there's really no reason for them oh shit what's going on down your way lenny just out of curiosity i mean same kind of thing i would assume right there's a lot going on down univista way during the summer are you seeing a lot of cancellations we're definitely seeing cancellations on the early side of the summer and definitely a lot of optimism that maybe things will work out. Um, I think no one really quite wants to talk about it uh, or accept it, but you know, we know that live music isn't going to be a thing. Um, so that's kind of a bummer because that's kind of part of the vibe of hanging out in the mountains and going camping. Um, there's definitely a few festivals like the uh, Rapids and Grass Fest that's on July 4th. And, um, you know, so far, I think we're kind of hanging in there. The folks who run that are with the uh, Jailhouse Craft Beer Bar. I, I think no one wants to pull the plug preemptively. Maybe, maybe uh, we've got a town full of optimists, but we're all kind of thinking, like, maybe come June and July, outside stuff will be okay. Um, so we're hoping for that. A big thing for us, I mean, we get a ton of traffic uh, in our taste room at the distillery for tours by people who are coming up to really enjoy the uh, outdoors and primarily go rafting. So another big one that no one really wants to talk about our, up our way at this point is, uh, you know, do, do rafting companies get to operate? Can they shuttle busloads of people uh, to the top of the put-in? Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't even want to think about them not operating because that'd be terrible. Oh, um, no. So, so do no, you, okay, knowing that, sorry, do, knowing that, do you ramp out, I guess, in your head, are you trying to think, I need to ramp up kind of in-store sales uh, to, to counter that? I mean, what do you even think at night when you're trying to fall asleep? Um, God, man, I'm pretty good at like blowing all of it off and, uh, maybe that's not responsible, but we look at it and, um, we kind of view it as a situation where, as mentioned earlier, you know, the whiskey only gets better. So even if we're, even if we get skunked this summer, which would be horrendous, uh, at that point we would have to lay some people off, but 
you know, we'll, we'll get by unless this turns into, uh, you know, a walking dead style zombie apocalypse. We're all in, you know, like whenever it rolls around, it rolls around, you know, we can wait it out and you've you got know, the whiskey to trade for bullets. Yeah, that's for sure. I've already <laughs> talked to folks about that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and we're kind of using this time also to evaluate like what's our release schedule going to look like, you know, as, as things ease up. You know, we've got some cool new stuff coming out. I've been uh, fighting all day with the TTB on a bottled and bond label for our bourbon, um, which is always awesome fighting with the government. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think things up here, you know, we'll see. We're all kind of hanging in there just waiting and uh, we've been selling a lot of gift cards. So that's yeah. cool. That is good, good support from the community. Yeah. Oh, and you've been trying to say something for a while. What were you, what, what are you trying to say? Sorry, buddy. I keep cutting you off. Oh, no, no. I think it's, you know, just in line with everybody else. You know, if we don't have those festivals, hi Jay, how you doing, buddy? I don't think you can hear you. <laughs> no, he's um, muted himself for a good reason. Good. Good. Um, but no, I think, you know, what Jay was saying and Lenny, you know, if, if we do lose all these festivals or even, you know, in-store tasting opportunities at liquor stores, it's going to be, it's going to be a big challenge for all of us, you know, to share that story. As Jay was saying, you know, you're selling yourself as much as you are the product. Jay, would you like and, to, uh, would you like uh, to introduce yourself? Be pretty tragic for a lot of the. Oh, shit. Sorry, Owen, you were cutting out. My bad. This oh, is the okay. of Zoom. There we go. Um, okay, perfect. Uh, Jay, welcome to the show, pal. Good to see you. Can you hear us? You know, he can't hear us. Fantastic. Jay Schrader, not Jay Johnson. So and now he's muted himself. Okay. I guess, uh, I want to Rick, uh, you're, you're a partnership here on the show. Uh, Debo and the other uh, Jay, who's your other partner? Jay, Jay Johnson. Who's the third guy? I've never met him. Uh, Jeff Dickinson. Jeff Dickinson. He, okay. He's in charge of all of our production. Okay. And then Lenny, are, is it you and your, your wife? Yeah, that's right. Amy. Yeah. Okay. Just okay. us. And then, uh, we've got a tight crew otherwise. So I guess, uh, we'll start with, uh, Owen and Rick. And if anybody else want to jump, wants to jump in, how are you two kind of conversing through this? Like, how are you remaining calm and communicating with each other and, and, and strategizing and game playing and all of that? Because, uh, I assume that you're on the phone with each other at least once a day, if not more. <laughs> yeah so um obviously you know we're each working from our individual homes um yeah we're on the phone at least two or three times a day um but it's you know it's it's bouncing you know learning how to kind of relearn how to communicate with these accounts um you know the first couple of weeks it seemed like they didn't really want much contact because they're kind of trying to figure out their staff their operations you know, with that huge surge of kind of the stockpiling purchasing, they didn't really want to hear from us. But now we're kind of, kind of starting to see that change to where we're needing to reach out to the account. So it's kind of getting back to not business as usual, but communication as usual to where they are fielding our phone calls. They're not getting annoyed with the exception of some of the big box stores where they send out communications like, we don't want to hear from you. We'll let you know when we want an order, you know, let those lie. But the other ones, it's it's kind of nice that when, um, you know, this week I've been calling them and chatting with uh, the accounts and they've been receptive to that. So, you know, Owen and I are kind of going through our customer resource management tools that we have set up and just contacting the accounts, um, you know, trying to easy play it. Um, you know, we don't want to come across pushy. We don't want to annoy the, the accounts because, you know, it all comes back to as we all been talking about that relationship piece. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not, 
we're missing each other. We're missing like being able to sit next to each other and have that, that, that communication just uh, every day, every minute. But um, you know, we're doing okay through the telecommunication piece with the account part. So as far as our partnership goes, um, you know, it's been tough not being with each other every day. You know, I miss that piece a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, I guess why, why, um, were these big box stores, why are they saying they don't want to hear from you? Were there just a lot of smaller venues, smaller distilleries, smaller craft beer uh, brewers being rather annoying or, or what is that? You know, that's a good question. Um, my assumption was that some of the sales reps for some of these other companies were going in and kind of pestering them and going in when they shouldn't be um, towards the beginning of it, where again, the, the liquor stores are trying to get their feet underneath them, yeah. figure out their internal processes of how to manage the customer flow. And they just didn't want that extra excess flow of reps coming in and bothering them when they're like, Hey, we're just trying to figure this out for ourselves right now. Thanks, Rick, Thanks. when you guys are, uh, when you guys are working on accounts, I assume that uh, you're prioritizing liquor stores versus restaurants only because of the uh, limited ability for them to sell booze right now. Uh, we're actually just going after restaurants. Just restaurants, <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that seems like it would be backfiring unless you're trying to offer bottle service. No, it's, uh, it's, uh... it's pretty much exclusively liquor stores. Obviously, you know we're trying to maintain those relationships with some of those key on-premise accounts you know since most of them are operating or all of them are operating on a skeleton crew they're just trying to get to go orders out the door so they don't want to hear from us so we're pretty much not communicating with the liquor store the the bars and restaurants and focusing just on the liquor stores gotcha loaded question super easy i'm pitching water bottles today water watermelons today Give you any other questions, Jay Schrader, that you would like to ask since you've slow, you know, you, you, you've had a real job and now you're chiming in on the conversation. Oh man, I was fucking losing my mind. First of all, on my other conference call, because I had a beer and a whiskey ready to go and shit got real, real fast on this call. And <laughs> I was just like texting everybody, crank it up here. Let's wrap this shit up. I got shit to do. I texted a picture of my drinks to my boss so he would speed it up. Fair what enough. are you drinking? Well, I today I have a Lock and Co. Neat. I have a ninety shilling on deck, and uh, there is a Bear Creek Distillery rum that I think will be coming in third after all this. If uh, if I line them up, so no yeah, deer well, hammer. You know. We were supposed to we no, were supposed to be drinking with Lenny yeah. like two weeks ago, right? It was yeah, a year yeah. before all this happened. Damn it! Oh I my I, god. I, I, I almost considered it essential business. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. But I think that God. Tivoli had shut down by then. I think, man, they're going through some weird shit because uh, the Auraria campus, uh, they have to follow their rules. So Tivoli can't sell any beer out the door because the campus won't let them. Um, really? Yeah, really. Uh, campus is pretty much shut down. I can't go into my office. I can't go get my computer. Uh, nothing. Uh, they're, they're cleaning everything up because they've had a few cases of people who've been reported positive for coronavirus uh, on campus. But you can go get a test there, I guess, if you want your coronavirus test. You cannot do that in Buena Vista. What? Uh, how, how big is Buena Vista? I've been there once, but it's not that big, right? It's tiny. I mean, it's like 2,800 people. Okay. But in our whole county, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, 8,000, 10,000, but um, not really any testing. Kind of weird. No, nothing going on down there. Oh, my God. It's fucking... Um, a lot of mountain biking. Social distance naturally, though. Yeah. That's right. It's the way to do it, for sure. Uh, 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 Jay Johnson, uh, uh, 
candid uh, question, maybe a candid answer with the new rack house uh, coming. Is that Jay Johnson? It is. I thought, hey, I thought that was. I thought it was Charlie Blackman on the call today. <laughs> yeah, I flew back from Arizona. Yeah, right. Uh, are you guys? Are, do you sweat the new property purchase now? Are you feeling okay about it? I mean, I know that's no, a no, really, really fine. okay. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's um, fine. Yeah. No. What were we talking about? Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, it, and it's it's really. Um, you know, speaking from our perspective, it, like it really felt like this was it. Like, okay, we're, this rack house, we're going to be able to go out of state. You know, it really seemed like, okay, here it comes. And then this whole thing hit. So, um, you know, we're hopefully we're in an okay position. We're going to, we're, we'll weather the storm. Yeah. And, but it, uh, you know, it sucks. We, we, we first did started on this project and I'd sold my, shares of my pest control company to back to my father-in-law and getting through everything. I was unemployed for a year. People say not working is just totally awesome. I couldn't do it. Like I can't, I have trouble not moving forward. So this holding pattern for me is PBR and whiskey are the only thing that are going to get me through that, that and trying to stay fit. The amount of alcohol I've been drinking over the last three weeks is terrible. I mean, it's, I don't think, and I don't think I'm the only one. You guys are all nodding your head. Like it's just crazy. I mean, everybody. I looked at rehab clinics. Yes. No shit. Yes. No kidding. Hey, Owen, I need to do a trade with you. I was looking through my whiskey. I don't have a bottle of your stuff. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Yeah. I uh, was looking through, I've got Lenny's stuff. Um, Man, I have stuff like I have. Anybody seen one of these in a while? Uh, is that the double diamond sherry cask finish? That's their double diamond uh, rye whiskey cask strength. Ooh, nice. Wow, look at that! So Where the hell's that? that baby. Nice. It is, in my opinion, Downslope is probably one of the most underrated distilleries in this town. Those guys make yeah. some good booze down here. I'm trying to figure out: Is Jay Johnson just got his phone propped up? Against the bottle, like, and you're sitting right in front of your fucking liquor cabinet. <laughs> Actually, I just have a few bottles. Uh, okay, <laughs> nice. Just support the local guys. Um, Lining them up. That's all right. I'm I'm okay with that. I just was worried that you were sitting there waiting right to, to just. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, everybody's got to get creative, not only on what they're drinking, what they're eating, but where they're drinking. Right. We had cocktails in the garage yesterday because it was too hot. So, yeah, you got to find something else to do. But garage bar, patio bar, basement bar, kitchen table bar, shower beers, shower beers. Are you guys? uh, Have you reverted to drinking outside, like on your sidewalks with neighbors at six feet away? Of course, I certainly have. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I always did that. No. Okay. I I like a few of them. I don't like most of them. But uh, I've been getting a lot of invitations to come hang out in driveways and drink whiskey. That's pretty sure no, I have the whiskey, so they always are inviting me. I'm He's like, why don't you come down here and bring some beer? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, hey, I uh, actually have a pretty... No, you go, Lenny. You're good. Nobody gives a shit about what I have to say. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, I don't know if uh, per, it makes sense to say like per capita, but there's a lot of alcohol production that goes on uh, you know, amongst um, homeowners on my street. 
you know, of, of course, my wife and I live on our street and Deerhammer makes a lot of whiskey. Uh, but three doors up, the owner of Elevation Brewing is oh, right there. Oh, okay. Well. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and we almost had the owner of Eddie Line move to our street. So that would have been possibly the, the most alcohol produced in this street. <laughs> that would have been the fucking coolest block in the neighborhood. Yeah, maybe, the, maybe the country. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You guys see, all seem so much more upbeat than uh, when we talked to, to brewers. Quite honestly, um, I, I mean, well, I think I think time is a factor of that too. You know, yeah. like like when I mean, you know, we were talking the other day. Sam was, you know, like a day after there was prohibition in Denver, right? You know, I mean, things oh, were changed so quickly. It was like, yeah. what's going to happen the next day? So I think people like we were like, okay, this is how it works for this time period. Is kind of is kind of where we settled into. But you know, I think like everybody's saying, it's like. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of roller coasters every day. You know, it's a it's a matter of survival, and part of that survival is like everybody's talking about. You know, half a bottle of whiskey and three IPAs every night, and you're like, okay, that's we made it to one one a.m. again. How did this happen? You know, I think that's like how a lot of us are trying to get through it and cope with. Like Jay, you're trying to like do what I'm doing. I've I, I've I went for a jog today. You know, like I, I rode, I rode the station. False, like eight miles. false. I would like to see a video, please. A video. We're gonna need that video. at the end of the run. Just the, yeah. He went for a, a brisk. You look like you're ready to go fly fishing. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. I said, I got, I got the safety. You got to be safe. Yeah, you got to wear your mask. I oh. guarantee, if if any one of you distilleries could get buffs branded with your distillery logo on them right now, they would be hot sellers because that's. Though it's way easier to get a hold of than fucking N95 masks. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that, but like, uh, have a, a hole in there for a straw. I, my purpose. My boss made uh, on his 3D printer. He made his own mask, and then I told him, I was like, "Hey, you know, the army has gas masks that you can drink through." And he went back and redesigned his whole thing and started over. So everybody's coming up with something these days. Hey, Jay, what? But my kids. What? What material did they use? I was wondering about that last night on the oh, 3D print. Shit. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. I can get I can get I can get the info for you. Um I no, thought it's like my wife said my wife's a microbiologist, so she about God, it's about eight weeks ago now, she came home and she said, We're going to the store. And I said, What for? And she's like, This is the one. And she's never been like chicken little or anything. And I was like, Mama says this is the one. Let's go. Why is um, she not on this interview and not you? She's <laughs> much prettier than I am. She has this a lot is an more ugly important crew. information. It's a, bar, it's a low bar. It's a low bar. I am low-hanging fruit, sir. The definition. <laughs> um, Jay Johnson had nothing to do this afternoon, so that's why he's on here. She's probably actually working. Now that she, we've... You know, today she's off, so that's why we were up till fucking 2 in the morning last night. Oh, how does uh, I mean obviously the the crew of you um, there there's there's a, a sense of camaraderie that uh, I can kind of sense and I'm sure Jay Jay Schrader can sense and I know that craft beer in this town there's a ton of camaraderie but um, what makes craft distilleries craft spirits in Colorado so unique to the rest of the country is it that same sense of kind of brotherhood is it the uniqueness of each taste what is it. I think there's a lot of things. I mean, for one, uh, there's so much room for, uh, I, I hate to say innovation because that, that's kind of a blank word, but you know, in beer, uh, God, I love beer, but they seem to be trying to like 
out hazy each other or oh yeah. At, yeah you know like we don't have to do that like we there's so much room for us to do our thing and like put our own thumbprint on our expression of you know colorado whiskey that i think we all can appreciate each other's craft and it's all so different and i'll expand on that with the very with very few exceptions nobody's a dick like everybody that i've met throughout the years doing um the distillery thing are genuinely pretty good people and so that makes it easy whiskey oh. drinkers are a different breed is that what you're saying you know, to add on a little bit more it's Listen. No, you're somebody's good. Somebody's wife. Somebody Wi-Fi is cutting out. It's got to be the guys in Wash Park. DPS went back to school this week for the first time, and <laughs> internet is shit all over the city of Denver. <laughs> I was gonna cut in and say I've mo- I'm, most people in whiskey are good except for Debo. So um, right, and he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> exactly. <yes. laughs> That's his oh, fault. Oh no, what were you gonna say? Um, you know, I think it's you know kind of to just keep adding on you know i think the distilling world the whiskey world in colorado is still uh you know a rising tide out there you know right it's there's still a lot of room still a lot of education for the consumer so it's it's kind of like a rising tide floats all boats still kind of like collaboration people want to share people want to help each other out including helping the beer guys out you know and i think that we play off them they play off us but there's you know as lenny was saying there's almost more room for us um, at this point in time, just, you know, there's, it's, it's not as mature of a market yet. So I think there's still that, that creativity, that expansion that we're all riding. What about you, Rick? Yeah. You know, similar to what Lenny was saying, you know, with breweries, like I'm amazed, like when I see a new brewery open it up, cause it just seems so cutthroat. It's almost like the restaurant world right now. And I kind of assimilate the craft distilling world with craft brewing back in like the mid nineties. Like, by no means is it like a new concept, but we still have so much room to explore and create and play with these recipes. Like, there's so much to be done that hasn't been done yet that it creates this culture in the craft distilling world that's, you know, and I'm not in the craft brewing world, but I'd assume it's a little bit more cutthroat just because there's that much more competition. There's that much more that's already been done and the craft distilling world's just, you know, kind of building in and still has so much room to create that we're not trying to be, you know, we don't have to be cutthroat. We don't have to be as cutthroat. And, and so it's great that it, it creates this community that, that I love working in. You know, I worked before this, I was in the cannabis industry and it was such a different feel. Like it was so, everyone's keeping their cards close to the vest. Like people were just jerks and that's not who I am. And I didn't respond well to that kind of industry. So it was such a breath of fresh air going into the craft distilling world and, and talking to people and then being like, Oh, you know, here's some best practices. Oh, have you tried this? You know, it's just, it's the open communication has been wonderful. In cannabis, are you chasing trends as much as I would assume you're chasing trends in a lot of ways, the same way in, in craft beer, right? Like there's, uh, you know, that's, that's a good question. You know, I left that world, um, you know, like five years, four yeah. years. Ago. So, you know, in four years, it's, who knows? It's, you know, it's 20 years different than when I was there, equivalency, right? Um, Dog years, yeah. There, it was more kind of honing down the processes and getting like um, really the, the, 
honing the, the grow equipment and the, the kind of the power usage and whatnot. Now I think it's, it's really changed. So I, I, you know, I have no idea what that world looks like. <laughs> but you guys, I mean, so, nobody here is really, you're not really chasing a trend. I mean, every taste is unique and it depends on what time of the day and what day it is that you want a certain, you want a deer hammer or you want a lock and co, or you want a, you want a, a bear Creek, right? Like there's literally, when I go to the liquor store as a consumer, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. That's, that's, you know, I always drink IPAs. It's what I drink. But for, for a whiskey, I think it's just so, it's different. It's a different kind of animal. And it's, it's, it's what you want to taste and what you want to pull out at, at a given time of year or a, different, a given day of the week, I guess. Jay, sorry, Jay Schrader, what were you going to say? Yeah, Jay Schrader, that's right. The one and only. Um, you guys, a lot of downtime. Rick was talking about experiment and collaborate and things like that. Anybody got anything cooking in the books right now that uh, we should be looking out for in six months or a year? Anything new? I mean, you guys have yeah. plenty of time to brainstorm. We Jay got Johnson's always out. got a new – yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, I, I don't. It's a little early to talk about it, but it's um, more on the clear side of things than it is on the matured side of things. So hopefully okay. if things go that way, probably Father's Day-ish, maybe Fourth of July-ish. You're making sanitizer. Oh. Yeah, Everclear. Well, that that was <laughs> gonna be my. I was gonna ask. That was gonna be my next question: is who's gonna who's gonna put on a, a line of sanitizer next? So, and I think that's a fair question, right? Update yeah. your revenue streams a little bit. Add something else if you can make it work. Um. But, so Father's Day brunch at Bear Creek Distillery. Sure. Come go. on by. Um. Hopefully we'll be out, but it's um. It, it, we're not reinventing the wheel or anything. It's just kind of a, something different, a little more affordable for the masses. So it'll still be a Bear Creek distilled product. Okay. So we're not stepping out of the lanes of um, procuring um, spirits from other folks. We're still still doing our thing. You know, no, I'm not disparaging people that do it that way, but that's not the way we've always done it. So we'll keep keep true to what how we do it. So is it, is it called Bear Claw? <laughs> that was one of our things like a shot of our white whiskey poured into a white claw as a bear claw oh that's good that sounds, i would drink that i would you know at this point we're experimenting in so many different ways in my house i chopped up celery for the kids lunch today and tanya goes oh are you making bloody mary's like <laughs> <laughs> didn't even great. didn't even stop and i was like i can do you right. do your one o'clock zoom call with your students with a bloody mary in the background Why not? she thought I'd about say, it for a second i'd say yes but um yeah for their the, kindergartners for the record yeah they're not gonna know either way um mango white claw is actually pretty fucking good <laughs> that's the only one i like my dog just so, that smells terrible. There's is isn't it? Oscar Blues has their own line of seltzers, but um, those yeah. are pretty legit, actually, too. Yep. So don't be afraid. I've coached entire lacrosse tournaments on White Claws and Truly Seltzers. So yeah, yeah, I'm you're afraid. Pillar of humanity, though. So you gotta well, be careful. The, the moms don't judge me as much if I'm stealing from them. No, they like the claw. Uh, gents, uh, out of respect for your time, what do you want us to do over the next week? How do we want to plug this? What do you, what do you want us to tell people who somehow, for some reason, still listen to this podcast and follow us on social? How can we help sales? I mean, I, go ahead. Go away. 
Uh, I would say, uh, you know, it, it's definitely happening in terms of uh, people buying Colorado products, but I guess I would just remind the public that uh, what's happening in Colorado at Stilling, Colorado whiskey in particular, is fucking awesome. Like, yeah. oh, we're, we're, we've, you know, we've grown up a lot over the years, and there's awesome stuff coming out of the state, and the rest of the country slash world is taking notice. I mean, if you haven't tried something from Colorado in a long time, you know, Pick something up, give it a shot. It's all good now. It always has been, but it's even better now. No, but spend now. that extra dollar, like, I mean, the extra five bucks just to buy something that you know where it came from. I think that's so important. Yeah. And let's be real here. A bottle of whiskey is a ridiculously good value. I mean, it's not like a, I'm all about drinking a six-pack of beer, but I do it in one or two days at most. Your bottle of whiskey can sit there for a long time. Yeah. And that's an, an investment. You can share that with friends. Yeah, hang on to it. Compare it with other stuff. Buy a whole slew of Colorado whiskeys. Compare Lock and Co. and Bear Creek and Deer Hammer. You know, like it's and think, everyone else. I right. think the unfiltered guys need to curate a box set Ooh, from that, this group right here. That would be cool. Like, I'm sure, we can make that happen. I think that'd be fucking sweet. And then figure out a way to sell it. That'd be awesome. Like, this is we why I'm on the show. Just the idea. That's it. We could do some virtual guy. Virtual. The idea guy. Zoom barrel picks. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <sighs> got a few. What I else? Guess hey, I got a. Oh. I was going to say, if it. I were going to throw my two cents in there, um, you know, remember when you're ahead of the PTA and you called and asked for a bottle donation or you asked for a tour package or you were for any number of um, nonprofit organizations that have asked a lot from us as an industry that when you go to the store to buy a bottle, you remember who was there for you when you needed it. And That's you, really Jay, Johnson, Jay Johnson is an involved dad. Um, not to say that the rest of you are asshole dads, but Jay Johnson is there for all of his kids games and everything else. I guarantee that that poor bastard has donated a bottle or two in his day. So hopefully some of those parents on the PTA, some of those softball moms and dads are listening because spend an extra couple of bucks. You don't have to buy Jameson or Gut Rot. Buy something that means something to this community. Right. Also, we haven't talked about this, at least while I've been on the air, but um, we, we did this with our breweries a couple of weeks ago. Are you guys all selling your swag online? Can people snag oh, hats yeah, good and point, good and point. stuff? Yeah. Because you know what? Now is as good a time as any to rep your brewery or your distillery or your seltzery, whatever. And if you guys are still operating in a way that you can ship some of your shit out, push that, help us help you push that too. Because I have uh, rotated every single fucking brewery hat and t-shirt I've got in my collection. And it's, it's been a fun journey actually. So have some of these people do some of that shit themselves or brand a buff. Owen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'll, I'll work on it. I mean, the best thing about this is that Owen doesn't have to watch Colorado football this year. <laughs> oh, man. It still hurts. The whole deal still hurts. I'll tell you. Midnight and uh, I don't know, man. That's, that's Rick what, or Owen, do you have anything to add to that, boys? I mean, that we can do to help out? Um, I should, you know, I just thank you for kind of bringing, you know, distilleries and breweries and kind of the whole that community together, you know, and I think keep supporting local and you know i think uh if we support each other that's going to really help and go a long way i mean obviously uh 
love, love, love all the stuff that's on, on out there right now. And, you know, just spreading the love, you know, try this, try that. Have you heard of these guys, you know, supporting everybody out there, there's enough room for us. Right. So it's, we all, we all need the love. Right. So I think it's, I think that's a good, good, good vibe to send out there. I dig it. Yeah. And I'd say like the last piece for consumers, you know, getting out there supporting local is, <clears throat> you know, when you're doing those to-go orders from those local restaurants and um, eateries, don't forget to ask uh, what local spirits they have because they're doing to-go cocktails. You know, ask for that deer hammer, ask for that Bear Creek, ask for that Lock & Co. Uh, cocktail, and they'll uh, make it up to go, and you can bring it home and enjoy it with that to-go uh, local uh, dinner. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, so many people are, are doing the delivery or the to-go food. Why not get a local whiskey or a local spirit in there instead of a Smirnoff, right? Or a, or a Jack Daniels or something like that. That's a really good point. Fair local with local, right? Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Um, Jay Schrader. You guys, oh. Do you have anything to add? Yeah. No, yeah, no. Nothing, nothing specific. Nothing specific. Um, uh, I'm mesmerized by the clouds moving behind me. <laughs> Someone's butt that was a big in. background. <laughs> I, you know, I had a corn dog for lunch, and that was it. So, a, a little lock and co, and, a, and I'm halfway through ninety shilling and a shitty work conference call to kick it off. I'm in good shape. A corn the cloud dog. is shaped like a COVID virus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the eight miles that I rode on the stationary this morning at 15 miles an hour are not going to offset the amount of alcohol I consume tonight. So um, it's just going to keep my heart from exploding enough. That's the key. Uh, no, nothing on this end. Moderation. Yeah. 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 Seven miles tomorrow, not eight guys. Hey, sorry I was late, but thank you for joining us. Uh, cheers to the, everybody. Deer hammers uh, on my list. I'm going to the liquor store right after this. Yeah. Why not? Um, guys keep doing what you're doing. Text Sam. Don't text me. I don't know what the hell's going on on this podcast, uh, but uh, Sam will tell me what to tell everybody else, and we'll get you guys going. I'm uh, wondering, uh, to, as a teaser, Jay Schrader, if we shouldn't uh, try to sell all these guys' merchandise through our website, not the SIP website, through our own website. I should talk to you guys. Well, that's that's what I'm thinking. Like the, yeah. the box, the curated box set. Yeah. Is fucking genius, by the way. Yeah. Pure genius. We'll I got we get through SIPFest, everybody. By the way, Owen Locke and, and Rick Talley, thank you for donating to that. Uh, Lenny and Jay did nothing, so sorry, guys. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, really, uh, we, we just surpassed five grand uh, about two minutes ago. So we are, it's been a crazy uh, 24 hours, but um, maybe we should do something like that for, for the Colorado the distillery community. What's the thing on this? You want to do a, like a massive Colorado distillery cheers? How do we do that? Like, I mean, a, a, a tasting or a... I like that. Huh, you know, that there, there's been that like howl at the moon at 8 o'clock. Have you guys been doing that? Lenny, have you seen that down in your area? I, well, it happened last night, right? That yeah. Was, yeah, my kid was outside and he came running in terrified. He had no idea was, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But my kids were like, what's going on? I'm like, it's okay, but... You could do a, a whiskey howl at the moon cheers at eight o'clock and uh, do something like that. We're like, we're all howling for each other. Um, you know, get involved with the wolf pack type thing. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool. That's actually, we could, we could steal it from Wash Park and, and add whiskey to the equation and we're set. Yep. 
Let's think on it. All right, gentlemen, one last cheers. Thank you so much. Be safe, be well, keep your families well, um, and keep making this this wonderful sweet nectar that you make, all right? Love the juice, boys. All right, bye, guys. Take care. Bye.